My first project. Soon. <laughs> Soon? First project. I like to hear the sound of that. Yeah. <laughs> and welcome, welcome to A1 Gaming, episode 25. I am your host, Perry Morton. And today, or tonight, where are you located at? We have Carly and Brandon Robinson. They're actually Twitch streaming, so it's going to be a little fun. So, how are y'all doing tonight? Good. Doing awesome. Thanks for <laughs> having us. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys are the stars, not me. I'm just a podcast. We're just having fun, but you know. <laughs> oh, I love podcasts. <laughs> love podcasts. Oh, that's good. That's good. So, um, what this game, what this show is about is about video games and how they might have influenced your life in some way. Now, granted, how old are you two? Uh, two. <laughs> oh, I'm 28. Yeah, I'm 28. 30. Yeah, I'm 30. You guys are actually older than me, so like, so it's like, so <laughs> our generation pretty much starts to like own mind of video games. In your sense, has influenced you. Do you want to start? Um, you should start. <laughs> I should start. Okay. Well, yeah, I've, <laughs> my life has been pretty influenced by games. Um, so I grew up in uh, Redmond, Washington, and that's where uh, Microsoft and Nintendo of America HQ. They both are. So um, I was surrounded by that tech. At a very young age and, and really did grow up with it um, and it was cool because when I was in high school and all that um, I, I knew that I wanted to work in games in some capacity and initially I thought that I wanted to get into animation because um, I'd always been I don't know everyone would say like you're so talented I would draw I would doodle a lot um, cartoons mostly so I thought I wanted to get into game art and out of high school, I went into uh, DigiPen, which is a um, private school for people who are trying to get on the fast track to work in the video game industry. So um, I started there. I did a couple of years. It wasn't for me. It was a really rigorous program. And fresh out of high school, I just I wasn't really in the right mindset to kind of handle that workload. So I withdrew from that. And not long after that, I was able to get my foot in the door at Nintendo of America as a contract tester in the law check department. So um, I started working in QA and I've kind of um, since then like left Q or not QA, but sorry, I've, I've left working in games and I worked um, at a couple of companies where I worked on like mobile apps and websites and that kind of stuff. But when we came back to the Bay Area, I knew it was my opportunity to get back into games. Um, and I actually just kind of uh, fast forwarded through my whole Twitch portion, which is another, <laughs> is another like big portion of how video games have influenced me. But um, I'll, I'll go, I'll go back to that in just a moment. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm working uh, in QA again in the Bay Area. Um, and if we do go into that a little bit more than like probably disclaimer needs to be dropped on all that. <laughs> oh yeah, I got you, I got you. But um, yeah, when, well, I, I think like you should probably talk a little bit about this because Brandon's in the military and 
because of his career, we've moved and that's kind of what got me going as a Twitch streamer. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I feel like I should just like let Brandon talk for a little bit. <laughs> okay. I can be like, what do you got for me, bro? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Um I mean I don't really have exciting stories about working at Nintendo or working at Capcom or anything like that. But um yeah, I guess the way that we started out streaming video games um on Twitch was kind of as a hobby about what four years ago now three or four years ago yep in san diego um we i had just gotten back from deployment in the middle east and uh we got san diego as our next location that we were going to transfer to and we were there for a little while and carly was at a really weird job that she didn't really like that much and we we kind of wanted to find like an escape and uh, I was playing Hearthstone or Hearthstone at the time, and it was like in beta or alpha or whatever it was. And uh, I, I wasn't good at the game. I was terrible at it. And my buddy, he was like, hey, if you want to get better, you should uh, check out this person on Twitch. And I was like, what's a Twitch? Like, what's that? So <laughs> he basically, like, indoctrinated me into the Twitch community, into the Twitch world uh, through Hearthstone so that I could learn how to be better at the game. And then through that, like through that platform, I, sh I showed Carly, I was like, oh, check this out. There's people that play all sorts of games. Like, and then she was like, you mean we could do this? And I was like, <laughs> well, I guess we could. And then from there, we kind of, yeah, we, we, we bought the computer parts that we needed. We built our own computer. That was the first time I built my own computer, which was like, which ended up turning into a hobby itself. I, I've built a bunch of like custom gaming computers since then. Um, for myself and other people, uh, so it's it's an, it's an expensive hobby, but uh, yeah, and then, no and then from, yeah, and then from there, it, it, uh, the channel, no, not our channel. We initially had a channel um, that we ran together called Carly and Brandon Let's Play, and that one did all right. But I ended up getting deployed for a C school for about a month, and while I was gone on that month, we figured, okay, here, let's do an experiment. <laughs> Let's have Carly start her own channel with just Carly, and it'll just all be Carly branding, Carly this, Carly that, um, and you can play Carly games. And <laughs> in the, I think in the first week that she had the channel, she had twice as many followers <laughs> that we had on our other channel. So Sad. I was like, yeah, so you should probably just keep going with this. <laughs> so um, after that, um, we we ended up volunteering for a position in Alaska because San Diego wasn't working out too too well, and she was streaming full time after that. So, because mm -hmm. because there's not a lot of opportunities for software developers and game developers in Alaska, so streaming was a way for her to keep herself occupied, stay creative, and and make a little bit of extra money. So yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. But to go back to the original question, I guess like as far as how video games have influenced Brandon, I mean, like, you've always had an interest in them. Yeah. And that's always been something that we had in common. And mm -hmm. I think that that really did, like, strengthen our relationship. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, because there are a lot of instances where there are games where I know that I don't have the skill level or the patience to acquire the skill level to play, but, like, Brandon can just pick them up and, like, that's another thing that like makes Twitch so interesting is because you can watch people who like maybe they have access to games that 
you don't have the equipment for mm -hmm. or like you don't have the skill level for and you can watch someone play that so um i feel like that's something that has influenced us as well as like brandon mentioned it has brought on new hobbies like streaming for me and building gaming pcs for him and um i think it's awesome to meet new people too like that's a huge yeah, part exactly. of it too so um it's cool to meet people with common interests yeah, because it's like getting into, get into this industry, it feels like everyone has to be friendly. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm getting into it now. I'm thinking about Twitch streaming myself. It's just like, got to find better lighting and stuff like that. But you guys have come a long way. What advice would you give to new streamers? That's actually a good question. Like, Brandon mentioned there was a learning curve for us as well. Um, we started out streaming. We had a Mac laptop. We had like bare bone stuff. We happen yeah. to have this microphone just because um, Brandon's uh, musically inclined and he happened to have like a good microphone already for recording music. So mm -hmm. we already had a good microphone. Um, we needed to do the research for like what webcam should we get? Oh, capture cards, blah, blah, blah. So um there's there's a number of things that go into it uh getting the right hardware is important yeah. yeah um if you're not on a mac then you're already at an advantage because <laughs> you can kind of just upgrade your pc to get what you need but um that's definitely more his area uh as far as like doing the broadcast and that kind of thing like that's definitely more something that i can weigh in on and i think that the things that i learned when i was starting up my solo channel was that um when you're first starting out it's a really good idea to and i mean like even when you're not just starting out um it's a really good idea to pick a game that you won't get tired of quickly um because initially when you're starting out you're like you're finding you know you're finding your flow and how you want to conduct your stream and you want to make sure that you are playing something that you will get enjoyment out of and that you could build an audience around you know you don't want to get like bored you don't want to get burnt out right off the bat so i think it's important to think of that game that you can come back to time and time again and really enjoy yourself um for me initially that was mario kart mario kart on the wii u mario kart 8. um it was great because i just got the wii u i was really excited about mario kart and i could play with other people so that was how i was able to connect with my audience right away um consistency is also really important so finding what time that works for your schedule and sticking to it and communicating those time frames to your audience so they know when to catch you next they know when you're going to be playing mario kart again they know that they can come back and play um that i think also gave me kind of a head start because before when we were doing the let's play channel we would play what we wanted when we felt like it mm -hmm. and i think that that was you know a setback for us because you know people would just kind of have to catch us figure it out we weren't super active on social media and we just kind of like did what we wanted when we wanted mm -hmm. so um it's important consistency is good having a schedule that you can commit to um and uh yeah making sure that you're right off the bat and that you continue to make content that you enjoy personally 
creating and that you resonate with. Um, because yeah, when, when you're just jumping on something to, because it's popular or something like that, it could actually be a major setback because you know, people will tell like, okay, like this isn't really your style. You don't really seem to be enjoying yourself. And also it's kind of hard to stand out in a crowd if it's something like extremely popular, like Hearthstone, for example, League of Legends. League of Legends. Um, there's a big misconception there. They're like, oh, well, if you want to be, huh? Oh, <laughs> don't too, you know, exactly. Or like, oh, Destiny 2 is coming out. Just play Destiny 2. Like it's, or it's already out, but it's coming for PC. Um, just do that and you'll be famous. And it, it doesn't work like that. You have to, you have to be dedicated to it and you have to, um, find you know what you can give which is your personality because like everyone's completely completely unique like find a way to bring your personality out with the content that you make and it's it goes hand in hand with you know enjoying yourself or you can make a channel about stuff that you don't like but who would want to put time into that yeah i know right <laughs> <laughs> well like me personally i'm more into like Reviewing video games. So I get what you're saying, like everyone's reviewing Destiny, everyone's 2K, or everybody's reviewing Mario. So it's got to be like a way to step outside of it and be different. So I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Now, are there times like where you get really tired of streaming, like where you don't feel like doing it? I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I've definitely been guilty of the whole like, oh yeah, I'll start streaming in like an hour. I'll like tweet it, and then an hour comes and I'm like, nah, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> and like I'll postpone. It's happened before, um, and I think that that also that that goes hand in hand with the whole like you want to avoid burnout. So that's something that I'm trying to become better of. Um, just because I don't stream as often as I used to. So I want to make sure that the time that I am streaming is spent playing games that I play anyway and sharing that with the audience that has stuck around throughout my um, ons and offs with, uh, with Twitch. But, um, yeah, there was, at the beginning of the year, I was still streaming quite a bit. Um, and what really, like, I don't know, got my channel at the success, I guess, that it, it at one time was much bigger than it is now, but it was uh, it was the Pokemon franchise. I streamed a lot of Pokemon. A lot of Pokemon. A lot. Oh, yeah. Actually, that's, that's when I joined. I followed you right when I was like, oh, cool, she does Pokemon. <laughs> yep, and um, I still really like the Pokemon franchise, but after I got through Pokemon Sun and Moon, there wasn't too much with the end game that I was finding that I really enjoyed. So I got that burnout and I needed to do something different. And I made that choice to do that knowing that it would cost me support. And that's a really hard decision to come to terms with as a broadcaster, but I had to do it because I wasn't enjoying myself. So, um, and that's, I, I've also made the decision I'm not going to get Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon because I'm just not interested, so. Oh, whoa, whoa, why not? I, because I, I see things that are, like, tweeting the, I don't know, the trailers and stuff, and I'm just, like, I'm just internally thinking to myself, like, blah, blah, blah. I don't, <laughs> I don't really care. I'm not really excited about it. They haven't shown me anything to be excited about. 
And I don't think I'm alone in that. Like I've tweeted, I'm like, is anybody else like excited? And people are like, no. So do you think Summer Moon was kind of your letdown? Because like a lot of people say it was kind of a letdown. Uh, Moon? Yeah, Sun and Moon. Or, yeah, yeah, Sun and Moon. They were, I mean, like, I think in terms of how the games were presented, I mean, they were a huge leap as far as, like, you know, um, the graphics and everything. It was a good game to look at. The story was all right, and the new Pokemon were pretty cool, but um, for someone like me who I kind of built my community around after doing the playthrough of the game, I would go through and collect shiny Pokemon. The shiny hunting method that was introduced in Sun and Moon was really boring. And I didn't want to spend a lot of time doing it after I had done it for a little bit. At first, I got a lot of quick results, and I was excited about it. But after a while, I was like, oh, it just seems less, I don't know. Less exciting. Yeah, it's just, it's not as exciting. I, I loved deck snapping. Like, deck snapping was my favorite. Um, because you'd have to, like, actually creep up on the Pokemon yeah. and everything. And it just seemed more engaging than, like, all right, so got to remember how many times... I've had a Pokemon on my right hand side, and then I gotta knock it out, and then yeah. I gotta yeah. It was just kind of uh, I don't know. It wasn't it wasn't as interesting for me to do, and I can't imagine it was as interesting to watch. <laughs> no, it wasn't interesting to watch. I was like, oh, <laughs> and see, and then in later, <laughs> I jumped back in later. So I jumped back in what X and Y. And then when, when Sun and Moon got announced, I said, okay, I'll play a Mega Ruby and Sapphire. And then when I went to Sun and Moon, I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. This isn't as fun. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> the uh, the Z moves were interesting. Um, I don't know. I liked the trials. I liked the idea of trials. That was a cool new take on... Um, like, I remember people were losing their minds when they were like, there are no gyms, how are they going to make this work? Oh, it's terrible, I already hate it. But I think that they did a good job, to be honest. <laughs> it wasn't as well, terrible as people thought. I was just upset that, like, you want to introduce Mega Evolution, but you don't really... I was like, huh? Why introduce it? <laughs> Yeah, that was actually funny too. I thought I thought the exact same thing. I was like, man, Mega Evolution was such a big deal in Pokemon X and Y, and they just kind of like, eh, <laughs> where to go? I don't know. It's in the end game. Don't worry about it. Like, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well then, so what game are you playing right now, or what are you waiting for? What are we waiting for? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, we haven't we haven't played Destiny two outside of the PC beta. The beta, yeah. And that's gonna be the next big one for us. I think that's next week. The week ooh, after is it next? Oh my gosh, it is. It's either the next week it's, or the week after. It's soon. It's really soon. I pre-ordered it. I'm it's excited like about it. Yeah. Fourth. I never pre-order games, and I pre-ordered that game because I played it on PC when the beta was happening. I was like, this is this is amazing. This is huge. It was really satisfying. Yeah, and the first game I played a lot of on PS4, um, but after the first 
like few the first raid the first two raids i was just like you know what <laughs> this isn't really that great and like the whole like lack of story in the first game and like the shooting was fun and it was fun to hang out with your friends and play but there just wasn't a whole lot of stuff a whole lot of substance and uh from what i from what i've heard destiny 2 is going to be a lot better but yeah haven't been playing it because we don't have it yet but we will be playing it we're looking forward to that Trying to no, that's oh, oh, I'm trying to think of what else is coming out. Um, like Mario, Mario, Mario. Odyssey is coming out that's at the end of the week, month. Right? Yeah, that's gonna be pretty cool. Um, it looks great. And then something not to totally like name drop. Hey, what's up, Capcom? But um, Okami HD mm-hmm. got announced. That's gonna be coming out before the end of the year. Yeah. And I have not yet played the Okami series, so um, I really do want to check it out. He tells me that it's excellent. It's excellent. So, <laughs> so good. really, yeah. I, like it looks pretty good. I think when I came back to you guys, you guys were playing your Metroid series. Yes. That was that was uh like I, I played Samus Returns and beat it like a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. That shit was intense. Yeah, <laughs> so Brandon kind of got burnt <laughs> out on that game though. I got burnt out on Samus Returns. Um, I think it was just because uh, it didn't feel like the older the, the older metroids you know the, the the metroid where you could explore everywhere and do anything and um it, it felt a lot more linear and it kind of had to be because it was it was originally made for the game boy so like you had to kill like a certain number of metroids before you could proceed and then in the next area gotta kill a certain number of metroids before you can go to the next area so kind of different than super metroid and um Metroid, what was it? Metroid Zero Mission was really good. Metroid so like, Fusion. Metroid Fusion was also really good. Metroid Fusion was linear, but like, I still felt like I was finding things, and it just felt better than than Metroid Returns. But I do <laughs> like Metroid Returns. Like, or, I'm sorry, <laughs> Samus Returns. Met, met, <laughs> Samus Two, Metroid Returns. Um, but yeah, I do like Samus Returns. It's it's really good. I think I just need to come back to it and and start. Yeah, like, like I said, I beat it, and it was just like. That was the first Metroid game I've ever played. It was yeah. really good. I yeah. just need to step away from it now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think we inadvertently set ourselves up for disappointment there, not knowing that. But um, the whole idea was like, oh, yeah, let's play the old Metroid games. So, like, we can kind of get hyped up about Samus Returns. And, like, Brandon went through, like, three of them. Um back to back to back oh, and yeah. had like a really good time doing that and then picked up Samus Returns with like high expectations. Very high. And it just kind of, kind of fell short of them. Yeah, because all the reviewers and stuff were saying that it's like, it was amazing. And I was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I want. But um, it just didn't feel the same. just didn't feel right. Well, Which yeah, is crazy probably- though is that. What's crazy though is that you guys are the fans, and I'm the one getting into the series. And I thought it was an amazing game, so yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah it's, it is really good. It's really good. Yeah, it's um, probably just again like those games were fresh in your mind. Mm-hmm. You just finished them. Yeah, and the reviewers who were probably you know like they were probably writing this, they haven't played Metroid in a while themselves. They've, yeah, they've probably been you know saving themselves yeah. for Samus Returns. Um, so yeah, that was that was kind of our bad, but um, I don't know. 
I don't feel bad about it. I feel bad about it. Played some great games. We'll come back. Those were games. We'll come back. So, so how do you guys personally feel about reviews these days? Like some people think that if they work for IGN, they're getting paid off. Some of them aren't really being honest. Oh, like ethics and games journalism. I think (laughs) I think we generally follow some like very what you see is what you get journalists. Um, If you would even call them journalists, I guess they're more like content creators. Like they don't call themselves journalists. Like some of the guys that we follow, uh, the easy allies, they used to be part of uh, the game trailers website. And the game Mm -hmm. trailers used to do game trailers.com used to do a lot of, a lot of reviews, a lot of countdowns, a lot of this, a lot of that. They used to be a part of defy media. And before that they were a part of Viacom, like, Big, big, big companies. Um, but then they got dissolved a little over a year ago. Uh, and then the guys that were a part of that that like company made their own thing on uh, Patreon? It's yeah. Patreon, yeah. They're through Patreon. I can't keep track of all these crowdfunding, crowdfunding things. Crowdfunding, yeah. So they're on Patreon <laughs> now. Kind of like how um, – what's the other company kind of that funny, did? Kind right? of funny, The kind of funny guys did that. Kind of funny. How, how they were, I think they were a part of IGN and then they, they left as a big group. Yeah, Greg Miller. Yeah, as like three or four guys, they left and they made their own thing. And they're um, doing really well. They're doing really well. And Easy Allies is kind of the same idea, um, but it's a lot more people. It's like nine dudes. Um, so some of them are part-time, some of them are full-time, but they still contribute content. Like they still make reviews, they still do this, they still do that. Um, and they're very, but they're very candid and like respectful. Like part of their community mantra is like love and respect. So like just be respectful to other people. Like don't don't shit on games. Don't shit on people. Like if if you're gonna be crit- critical of something, like be critical of it, but don't like be a jerk. You yeah, know? be like analytical yeah, about yeah. it. Like present why you don't like it, aside yeah. from just like and understand that it's dumb. Yeah, and I, if you like it, you're dumb. Like, and have the respect, have the respect, and understand that other people might not feel that way, and they might really like that game. So, like, if you're gonna have adverse opinions about it, make sure that you're you're respectful with it. But yeah, I mean, the people we generally follow, um, I don't know. I'm pretty sure they're they're not they're not paid off or anything like that. And yeah, I don't think reviews or game reviews. Are, are dead like I hear that a lot like oh yeah game journalism is dead and blah 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 it's like no it's I it's disagree. changing it's <laughs> yeah. the, the platform is changing you know like it's uh, 10 years ago we, we all used to have game informer not even ten, it's been longer than that now it's been yeah. 15 20 years ago I used to have a game game pro subscription like game pro was a gaming magazine that you would get which is like unheard of nowadays. Like, I yeah, know. there's Game Informer that you can get from like GameStop, GameStop but yeah. they, they push that. <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. it's not like you want that. You don't care about that. You can just yeah. go you, on Metacritic and see any yeah. one that you want to pick mm. from. Yeah, I mean, I I agree. I'm not sketched out by reviews. Um, I follow the allies, and I think that. Um, Polygon tends to be pretty analytical in how they present their reviews too. So like those are pretty much my main sources, but I'll go on Metacritic as well and like get a general sense of 
Um, like, even if it is, I don't know, questionable, like if professional journalists are kind of in the same point where they're like, yeah, I mean, it's not perfect, but it's really great. It's like, you know, an eight out of 10 or like four and a half stars or however it is that they go about rating um, their games. You can usually get a pretty good indication that, you know, like, okay, it's not going to be um, Super Metroid quality. Yeah. It's not like one of the greats, but it's still worth playing. And that is what I needed to know if I want to wait it out for it to go on a Steam sale or if I'm ready to buy it now. Mm-hmm. So I trust them. Yeah, I'm not too worried about it. I think that um, journalists are becoming a little bit better if they're are what some might consider to be conflicts of interest. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, full disclosure, one time I was at a party with this dev and we didn't talk to each other, but maybe we, by happenstance, ordered the same drink. His game just came out, (laughs) and now we're writing about it. Like, it's, it's, I think people have gotten a bit too sensitive about it. That's just my belief, though. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I, I'm good. Yeah. Oh, like I said, like, because, like, me, I guess I'm getting into that realm of, like, you know, dive into a video game, reviewing it in my style. Because, like, the way I do it is, like, it's on a 10, out of 10 out of 10 scale, of course. But I want to focus on the influences within the video game. Like, what makes it so great. Um, what makes me enjoy the character so much. And then I'll give you like an influence meter out of five. Like, so on a, like on a scale of one to five, it's influence meter might be four, but it's overall review might be a nine out of 10. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to care about the influences within video games because like one game that's influenced me the most is, I don't know if you guys ever got the chance to play it. Uh, the last guardian. Oh yeah. That's a great game. So that game actually started me to want to get more into video games. And then right after the Switch came out and then Zelda, so I was like, yeah, I want to go this route. Mm-hmm. So now it's just being able to, to to decide which game to review. At what time do I have enough time to cover it all? Because, like, we're in Q4 and, like, everything's just about to drop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just last month was... Insane. Very crazy. Yeah, and this, this <laughs> one's gonna be crazy too. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, you like Destiny too, so it's like, I was gonna get Destiny too. No, like, why I was gonna get it, but they were like, you don't play um, first-person shooters because you get sick. I'm like, well, I gotta overcome that. Like, I don't yeah. care. I've gotta overcome it. Like, at some point, now, so my friends like, look, you shouldn't play this game because of this, this, and that. I was like, dang, you just kind of made me not want to play it, and you didn't even review it. He's like, I yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, people seem know. to – I think, the, generally speaking, Destiny 2 is getting um, – Pretty good reviews. Yeah, it's yeah. been well-received. Yeah. But, yeah, the whole motion sickness thing, like, I feel like I've even gotten that from time to time um, playing a first-person game. It's uncommon for me, but – yeah, I mean, like, definitely don't play a game that will make you feel <laughs> nauseating. <laughs> no. Well, if Metroid's going to come out for the Switch, i got to play it. Fuck yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> like, there's no doubt. Because I never got a chance to play the Prime game, so oh, it's like, yeah. 
They're so good. Just I guess like <laughs> stock up on yep. drama mean. I love so I not, love the prime. Just... Yeah, I love the prime ones. They're so good. <laughs> now what game what game in your sense has influenced you guys? Like game. It's a video Specifically game. what video games? Oh yeah. So I think I kind of talked about Pokemon a little bit. I think that yeah. it's influenced me particularly like my uh, Twitch success. Um, but like, I don't know. I'm like, uh, I don't know, like a throwback level, a like personal level. Yeah. That games that really started something for me. Um, so when we were younger, we were actually like internet friends once upon a time. I will get to the game eventually, but first a little Carly and Brandon history. Um, <laughs> we, we, were, uh, we were internet buddies. Brandon lived in Florida. I lived in Washington State. Um, and I had just gotten a PlayStation 2. Big deal. <laughs> and uh, I was asking was him deal. for game recommendations. And um, he recommended that I play some music games. So uh, there was a game called Frequency, Guitaru Man, and I was able to get them both for pretty cheap because people were kind of like not really in the know with music games and that yeah. kind of thing. So they were both probably about like 15 bucks each. And that started something for me like so big. I was getting so many music games after that. Um, I was like super into DDR and um, In the Groove came out, which was like kind of a DDR knockoff and mm -hmm. um, Pump It Up, which was the Korean one. <laughs> like, yeah, like just really into music games throughout high school. So um, that's something that has kind of stuck with me. Uh, the people who made Frequency had, um, a Kickstarter, which is something else that influenced our Twitch channel. Actually, yeah. um, they made a spiritual successor to uh, Amplitude, which was their second game. And they needed a lot of money in a very short period of time. And so that was something that we together on the Carly and Brendan Let's Play channel, we started streaming Frequency and every Amplitude night. every night until the end of that Kickstarter campaign. And it didn't seem like it was going to get funded, but like at the 11th hour, it actually came together. Mm -hmm. And that was really cool. Um, and also kind of like, I don't know, got us to focus on what it was that we wanted to do with the channel and if we thought we could do it and um, that sort of thing. So I think music games have actually influenced me quite a bit. Um, as well as Pokemon, like Pokemon helped yeah. the channel out substantially and I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I know just like on an emotional level, even though there's no dialogue or anything, but Journey is, Journey. it just Journey? It stands wow. out. Yeah, I know a lot of things about Journey. Love Journey. I would definitely <laughs> recommend it because I think that it is very impactful and it's, really cool how they go about doing it because there's no dialogue it's all communicated like all the emotion is just conveyed through 
the music. Mm-hmm. I would say the music and the environment. And really, the less the less you know about the game going into it, the better. Really, yeah. like, we could sit here talking about it vaguely in circles for days and days, but until you sit down and play it and experience it, um, you really, yeah, you really just gotta you gotta play it. It's a really really good one. I think uh, mm-hmm. I think they just re released it on PS4. Um, so if you get a chance and you're curious, I got you. Pick that up. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Comes highly recommended. Kind of <laughs> um, well, for me, I don't know. I was thinking about this when Carly was talking. Um, I think most recently, and I guess it's not that recent now. It was a few. It was a few years ago now. But uh, the Soul series actually was pretty <laughs> pretty impactful for me because when I first played it, uh, it was Demon Souls way back in the day on PS3. I picked it up and. Got to the first boss, just didn't get it, didn't click for me, and I and I put the game aside. I always wanted to come back to it, but I never played it. And then Dark Souls came around, didn't play that. Dark Souls Two came around, didn't play that. And then the, and then the PS4 came out, and I got a PS4, and I had a couple games for it. I had my Destiny, it was all right. Um, and then Bloodborne came out, and I think that's when it happened. When Bloodborne came out, I. I had heard all the hype. I really wanted to play it. I wanted to get into it. And it came out in a time of my life when I was kind of at at a, at a low, at an emotional low, <laughs> an emotional and mental low. Um, my ship was in dry dock, so I was away from home. Uh, we were in Seattle for about six months. Carly was in Alaska, so we were separated. Uh, so it was really stressful. And I would just come home uh, not home, but like to her house every day, and she wasn't there. I was, My mom's house. I was staying with her mom. <laughs> Instead of staying on the ship with everybody else, I would stay with her mom because it was just more it was a lot more convenient. Privacy, I, could get, I could get away yeah. from everybody and not have to be on the ship. It was already already stressful enough working there every day. And uh, I could just lay down and fire out Bloodborne and just get destroyed over and over again um, until until it clicked it clicked the gameplay clicked uh, the story really clicked everything clicked at the right time and once it did I was blasting through it uh, I did two full playthroughs before I decided that I was going to go back and replay all of the Souls games before Dark Souls 3 came out because when I beat Bloodborne that's right around the time Dark Souls 3 was getting announced people were getting hyped about it and I was like, I gotta do this. I gotta beat it. I gotta beat all of them before Dark Souls Three comes out. So over the next six months or so, I went back. I played through Demon Souls. Uh, I played through Dark Souls, and Dark Souls I actually played through on the ship while we were underway. So <laughs> the original Dark Souls I played through a lot with like a bunch of people around me, and like we would trade off on the controller and try to get past like hard parts. Uh, me and the other guys that work on the ship. Dark Souls 2. I finished Dark Souls 2 just in time for Dark Souls 3 to come out. Um, and uh, Dark Souls 3 was huge for me, too. I brought that one underway with me. And, uh, yeah, it just really picked me up from, you know, an emotional low. It's like one of those games where you hit your head against a brick wall for hours or days, and then finally something clicks, and the amount of satisfaction you get from beating that level or beating that boss or finding finding out how to do this one thing, um, finding that secret zone that they don't tell you about in the game. Like there's 
there's always secrets that you could totally miss if you just don't know where to look. Um, so yeah, the the Soul Series was pretty big for me. I think. Yeah. Hey, I know exactly what you're talking about, though, man. Because I tried that shit. <laughs> Dark Souls Three, you know, I was like, man, this is pissing me off. <laughs> Went away for a second, ate something, came back, got better at it. I'm like, damn, okay, I can do this. <laughs> you just gotta take that break. Yeah, exactly. I'm surprised you guys were playing Cuphead. Oh, um, Cuphead! I want to play Cuphead. I don't think it's. I don't think it's on Steam yet. Right? It is. It is. It oh, is. it's on Steam. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure if it was like one of those Windows 10 like platform games or whatever. Because no. you know how sometimes no, we can get it. Microsoft we, can be. Yeah, weird about their stuff. Yeah, we can get yeah. it on Steam right now. I had one game that came to mind when you were talking as something <laughs> that I think influenced you quite a bit when you were younger, that's now become tradition for us. Oh. Metal Gear Solid. Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> Explain to me. Explain to me what makes Metal Gear so great. Because I got I got Metal Gear Solid 5. Uh, for It's the game of the month. Yeah. PlayStation. But what makes this series so great? I hear about Kojima is a really great director. He's doing Death Stranding. That looks interesting. But what the hell makes Metal Gear so great? So... <laughs> I think a lot of it comes down to the vibe, uh, just the vibes of the game. The lore is super deep and really confusing. Very um, Kojima. Yeah, it's and and like when you hear the name or the or the, the the adjective Kojima thrown around, like oh, it's very Kojima. It's Kojima esque. It's it just means that it's weird in like an endearing way. Um, because yeah, he he purpose he purposefully makes things weird. Like he's put himself into games before. Um, he put himself into Metal Gear Solid Five as like a super super secret side mission where you can like rescue him. Um, and it's hilarious. <laughs> but yeah, there are just like little things about that world, about about the world that he made in Metal Gear Solid um, that are really interesting. And uh, Metal Gear Solid One was super 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 impactful influential i think for us and we every year we have a tradition now where we uh we play through the entire game on new year's eve so it's our new year's eve tradition <laughs> we'll sit down <laughs> it's about an eight hour game so we'll sit down and we'll play through four hours one night and play four hours the next night um maybe one of these days we'll we'll just play the whole thing all the way through eight hours <laughs> but yeah it's it's just one of those things. I guess you, I, I, I would recommend if you're going to be playing Metal Gear Solid Five, um, to play through at least the first one because the first one's not long. You can beat it in, in eight hours. I think you can, I think you can download it on the PSN store. I'm not sure exactly where, either on PS3 or PS4. But I was going to get the collection. So you're yeah, fine, bro. <laughs> yeah, you get the collection. Yeah. So like, it's it's really really good. Uh, it still holds up. We play it. We play it every year, so we know that it holds up. Um, but it's it's really good. It gives you a good foundation for where where the world is and like where Kojima's building certain things. Even though when you come into Metal Gear Solid initially and you haven't played any of the other games, you do feel kind of blindsided. You're like, okay, who are these people they're talking about? What's going on? Like, it sounds like these people have history, but really. The games that they're referencing were were Metal Gear for the NES 
and then Metal Gear Snake Returns, which was like also an NES or an SNES game or something. Really, really old games. Like I'm talking old, like 1988 or 1987. So you like, don't have to go back. You that don't far. have to go back that far. <laughs> it's the lore, like the lore of those games, is really, really surface. Like it's it's not it's skin deep. It doesn't go very deep. Um, you can get the gist of what those games are about in in the prologue and the flashbacks of Metal Gear Solid. So, um, but it's part of what makes that that world super cool. It's just the lore, the characters, the goofiness. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Like a Kojima game, it um, is serious without taking itself too, too seriously. seriously. Yeah. So what? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah, like you'll. You'll be able to, I mean, without spoiling anything, like, you know, if if you do a certain thing, you might be able to, like, catch a guard with his pants down. Mm -hmm. Or, like, sneak up on a girl with in, like, her underwear or mm -hmm. something like that. So, I mean, like, I don't know. It sounds mildly pervy, but, I mean, Japanese humor and that type of thing, I mean, it was also in the 90s. The so, 90s, like, that kind of 90s. thing flew a little bit better than like it probably would now yeah. um but yeah little easter eggs like that um and even still like metal gear solid 5 like you can do some goofy goofy stuff, stuff. in that game goofy. really i can't yeah. wait then it's yeah so, goofy. so i mean you can you can go through the missions and do them all you know stealthily and seriously and everything and it's really cool but you can also just like parade around. I've seen like chicken hats and stuff. Like <laughs> you're like this like mercenary tough guy wearing a chicken hat, it's like really, sliding around yeah. on a box on his tummy, <laughs> like in the middle of the desert. Yeah, like it's you don't have game. to take it seriously. It's a good game. Right, just check it out, man. Because like I thought it was supposed to be completely serious the whole time. So okay. <laughs> yeah, you can go okay. off. <laughs> That makes sense. Now, I guess this is the perfect question because you two are both gamers. Um, how does that work in the actual relationship? Because, like, like for you two, like, because, like, it seems to be the vibe here in Kentucky that women don't like guys playing video games. I don't like that stigma. I mean, it's weird to me that I know it exists. But, and I'm totally biased because I grew up with games and stuff and like, you know, it's very easy for me to say like, well, video games are for everyone. So just like them, you know, <laughs> like, because I mean, maybe it's just that um, those women haven't found a game that they really do connect with and they don't understand why um, men in whatever relationship that it is, be it like, you know, someone they're romantically involved with or their siblings or that kind of stuff, like, they don't understand why someone would spend time doing it, so therefore it's a waste of time, maybe? Mm -hmm. um, maybe that's the connection there, but... I think a lot of it has to do with, uh, like, region, too. Like, Carly grew up on the West Coast, and specifically in Washington and Seattle, which is, like, one of the most, like, diverse, um, like, liberal the places that you can grow up, uh, very accepting of different personality types and, and lifestyles. Um, and, and I grew up in South Florida, which, uh, is also pretty liberal. Um, but 
it's on the East Coast, and there's there's definitely a different mentality uh, for people that live on the East Coast and the West Coast, and even in the South. I had a lot, I have a lot of friends. I lived in Texas for a year. I have a lot of friends that are from the South, um, so I know I know that it's it's definitely different over there. The people's preferences are different. Like people like football, and people like to drive around on their trucks. And this is like this isn't like stereotypes. Like this is actually like what it's yes. like. In, in, in those places so like so like preferences and priorities are different in, in in those in those areas like in South Florida it was just as weird for me to be staying inside and playing video games because like that's a good point yeah there were yeah. there were I could just go out to the beach or I could go out and skate or I could go to the pool and hang out with like chicks or whatever people do in <laughs> South Florida you know so like it, it was just as much of a stigma there um, I just think that maybe the it, it, it was a little bit more accepting in South Florida, but still pretty, pretty much a stigma. I mean, but on the West Coast, it's like, yeah, do, do, do what you're going to do. You that know? makes sense, too, because like climate, you think about it in Washington. It is no, you know, mystery that during the winter and that kind of stuff, it just it gets really rainy in Washington and you kind of have to occupy yourself indoors. So. Um, it's very normal to want to play a game, and um, there is such a huge video game presence there mm -hmm. that, um, you know, it just kind of like, oh, yeah, Microsoft. My dad works at Microsoft. He just got an Xbox. Let's play Xbox, you know. Um, so it was, it was really normal for me to know um, other girls that they might not have necessarily been, like, into Halo, but, you know, they had an Xbox in their house and they were familiar with it. And, you know, they at least like, I don't know, would maybe watch their brother play it or um, I don't know what else was really on Xbox, to be honest. We had one, but it became my brother's and I got the PS2 and like mm -hmm. Kingdom Hearts and that kind of stuff. Like, oh, I feel wow. like that's another title that like women could easily get behind their Disney princesses in it. Like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that sort of thing. So, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely about finding the right title, but um, yeah, probably also what's like culturally normal does play a role. And area, I, I yeah. probably just wasn't as exposed to that because in my area it was super normal for people to have video games and, to play them regardless of, I mean, like, yeah, it was a little less common for women, but, um, I don't know. I still, I still knew plenty of girls that, yeah, that were, I mean, like, yeah, in DDR too, like, <laughs> it's a dancing game. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, it's really cool, like, just to see it happen, it's like, oh, you do like me, like, yeah. 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 <laughs> but, I think that mobile games have also kind of like, I don't know, maybe introduced people to video gaming, like on a casual kind of level, like people might think video games and think of like, oh man, I don't know. People probably still come to like, oh, World of Warcraft, like one of those MMOs, like the one I saw in South Park or, oh, it's always about Call of Duty. It's this and that. Um, now, but do you consider yourself a casual or no? I would. I do. Because I, yeah. I'm not <laughs> I'm not good at games. I play them. I enjoy them. I don't think I'm that good at them, though. 
Well, we were like, me and my friends were talking like, well, I think there needs to be a category in between casuals and like pro because like you guys stream a lot. So there should be like a level like where you're in between that and the casual setting. Yeah, That's we, say, that way too. <laughs> we say game enthusiast. So exactly. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're game enthusiasts. Like yeah. I play I play a lot of games. Um but I wouldn't consider myself a professional gamer or like a I wouldn't even say a hardcore yeah. uh, hardcore. <laughs> yeah, me either. I don't like, like that. I don't like that title. You know, I would rather be considered a games enthusiast or a game hobbyist or mm-hmm. something mm-hmm. like that. Um I I will refer to myself as a filthy casual sometimes, especially if I'm playing like PUBG <laughs> or Rocket League or something like that, where where the communities are very competitive. You know, um, like yeah. I imagine if I got into CS:GO, it would be the same story. I would just be I'd just be a filthy casual, which is fine with me. You know, I'm just there to there to have fun, there there to play the games. But yeah, yeah. I, mean, exactly. I, I, I feel like this year, like for me personally, like. This has probably been the toughest year I've ever played a video game because I played like everything that came out this year almost. Yeah. I was like, really? <laughs> and like beat them all. It's like, I think I've had my share of like any title you can think of. Persona yeah. 5, beat it. Oh, okay. beat 5, so good. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Uh, what was it? What else? Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon. Right. Oh, that's my game of the year. Okay, so the DLC is <laughs> coming out like in November game, or something. Of the year. Platinum that I was like okay. I I played Breath of the Wild. I'm like okay, this is my that's my game of the year. Yeah. But and then I also played The Witcher for the first time and beat it. I was like, dude, you're all about that open world. (laughs) I love The Witcher. That that open world like no, this is like my first year actually diving into open world games too. So it's like I'm a pretty open world out for this year. Yeah. (laughs) Witcher though like the epitome of game design it's so good like yeah combat is like you know kind of wishy-washy like when compared to a more like difficult game like dark souls or a more diverse game like horizon but like the world the characters the graphics like everything feels so organic it feels like everything is like whether or not you're there as Geralt at the world is still spinning in that in that what's great what's crazy about that world is that um i actually read the books while i was playing the game so i was like oh great i know these characters for real yeah <laughs> and then of course splatoon 2 was great i was like oh great this is actually pretty good <laughs> like i never played the first one so when i played it for the switch i was like dang this is really good it's fun i can't i, I, really I can't, like play, I can't play it down yeah. i like salmon run a lot but um I don't know. I'm I'm kind of okay to have my break with Splatoon right now. She like, played it a lot for the Wii U. I did, and like it's essentially the same game on on the Switch. It's I mean it's got its differences, but I don't know. I guess it's just like I didn't have enough of a break in between them to really get like yeah. But I mean, if you're coming into it brand new, I can understand because when I first started playing Splatoon on the Wii U. Like, I don't think I would have gotten that game as quickly as I did if it hadn't have been for the test fire that they did initially. Because I was like, I mean, it kind of looks all right. I don't know. Um, and then they let people demo it for free to kind of, you know, stress test, um, which is a good thing that they did because 
it was one of them the one, servers were still trash. one of them was really yeah one of them was a complete disaster but uh, <laughs> but aside from that like yeah if i if i wasn't able to play it i wouldn't have known that i liked it so much and um yeah splatoon splatoon was really fun i just need to come back to it, I think. But I think it's great that it's back and that they're making new levels and new gear and everything because that was something that was so great about the original Splatoon is that they, they had constant free updates and um, you, don't, you don't get that spoiled that often with a game. No, you don't. But like I said, I try to stay away from some spoilers. Like Mario, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> now you were saying that uh, Horizon is your game of the year, Brandon. Game of the year. Okay. We can have this conversation because you played Breath of the Wild too, right? I did. We didn't complete it. Okay. We completed it. We didn't. Complete okay. It. I didn't like. Did you beat it at least? No. Nope. Oh wow. Nope. Wow. Nope. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> my question is: Is this? Do those two games not feel the same? They, Not at all. <laughs> they feel, and this is one of this is one of my main. The problem issues. is we were playing them simultaneously, so we kept like, comparing. That's what I'm saying. Out. They came out this like the same week or the week after or something crazy like. No, this came out like three days apart, so it was yeah. like we uh, got okay. at the same time. Um, we started Zelda first, then uh, because it's so intense, like we. We were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna start up Horizon. Maybe this will be a nice break. And we started Horizon. And we couldn't put it down. And we couldn't put it down. <laughs> it was so yeah. so good. The controls were so intuitive, so like fluid. The way the animations are, like everything just feels right. It all just feels good. Uh, the combat is amazing. Your weapons don't break, which is nice. Um, and yeah, <laughs> just I, I think the biggest thing for me was the controls. Um, the the combat in Breath of the Wild, it just feels janky, um, and the controls don't help it. The controls are... It, it's weird to me that I have to press, like, six, like, different buttons to do, like, one thing in Breath of the Wild. Um, the fact that things that should be two separate buttons are one button, like, uh, drawing your bow, like aiming your bow and then drawing your arrow is like the same button. So like, there's no way to like cancel the action unless you do like five other things to, to like kind of put your bow away. And then if you want oh, yeah, to, if you want to change weapons mid combat, it's like, you, you have, have to, like, to have a shortcut. Have yeah. Press this button over here and then scroll with this thing and then do this other thing. And if your weapon breaks, link doesn't auto equip the next weapon in that category, which blows my mind. Um, like, just like all these things that I feel like they could have solved with uh, with with more testing or better controls or something, um, and uh, yeah, it's it's one of the reasons why we didn't finish the game. I think is is because I every time I sit down and I've done this multiple times with the, over the past few months. Every time I sit down, and I'm like, I'm gonna make a dent in this game. I'm gonna do it. I'll take it to bed <laughs> with me. I'll bring the switch into bed and I'll just I'll get after it. And I just get frustrated with the controls. It's it's just so, yeah. It just feels janky. I don't know how else to explain it. <laughs> I found for me that I struggled with um, 
the, the timing specific things mm -hmm. that you're supposed to do during combat. Um, and it made me get really salty because like, and I, I'm not trying to say that I can't handle change, but the combat system that was introduced in Ocarina of Time worked so well that they continued to use that as the base model for many Zelda games to come. And they totally changed it in Breath of the Wild. And all of my training did not <laughs> Breath of the Wild. And that was that was very frustrating for me. Um, and yeah, so that, that was really, that was tough. It was tough for me to get into the game because combat is so pervasive in that game. You're constantly exploring new areas and there are new enemies and you got to defend yourself. And I was really bad at it. Uh, but what I did really like was the shrines. I shrines. loved going to the shrines. Love I loved shrines. the puzzles. Yep. There were some really good ones. So I found myself like not really making a dent whatsoever in the main story, even yeah. though I heard great things about it, because like I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Like I was, <laughs> I was really bad at. Um, I got to like one of the first. Uh, the first uh, beasts. What are the, yeah. Something divine beast. Uh, what yeah. was it? It's like a uh, special, wonderful divine divine beast. Um, I got to feel like the elephant one, and um, I think everybody did it at first. I feel yeah. like everyone. <laughs> I got to that part where like you're you're fighting some like shadow Ganon thing, and I was like, oh my god, what is this Dark Souls? I can't do this. I'm not ready to take on this type of enemy oh my gosh so i split and i started looking for more shrines and um i don't know i, I guess it was probably around that time that i got hired at capcom and i yep. i just kind of dropped it so <laughs> <Yeah>. uh because <laughs> it was in april and i remember like uh, breath of the wild came out in uh, in march so i spent most of my time just exploring and shrining it up and then i was like okay i can probably do a divine beast now went to it Realized I couldn't handle it, did some more shrines, and then got a real job. <laughs> well, I would suggest you guys to play Nier if you haven't oh, had a chance. Oh, yes! <laughs> I haven't. I haven't purchased. I haven't downloaded. I haven't gotten to it yet. That's one of the games on our on our Brandon's Backlog series. Um, <laughs> I've, been, I've been playing through a bunch of games that I have to get through. Uh, no JRPGs on that list because JRPGs can run like 90-plus hours so I'm not going to be finishing Persona 5 on on my Brandon's backlog <laughs> streaming playlist, but um, we do have Nier. Nier is on there. 153 hours for Persona 5, one playthrough. I was like, 153? yeah. Yeah, so like I've heard anywhere, <laughs> between, anywhere between 90 and like 110, 120 is pretty average for Persona 5. And I mean, that was my playthrough of Persona 4. When I played through Persona 4 Golden on the Vita, it was 110 hours. Oh, really? Like, man, I got everything. I got like all the social links, <laughs> like because I had played through it before when it was on PS2, so I like knew. Uh, but yeah, Persona Five has been so good. Like, I don't want it to end. Is part of the problem. Like, I know I'm close <laughs> to the end, and so I don't. Just don't finish I don't it. want it to finish it. Like, I don't <laughs> want to finish it. Yeah, but I have to. Well, it's cool. And where are you at in the game? So <laughs> uh, I just got. The least memorable character uh, in the entire <laughs> series. 
Uh, okay. What's that chick's name? Starts with an H. Okay. Haku. Yeah. Yeah. I, th I think I think it's the last chick you get, like the very okay. last chick. Yeah. And I and I'm just like, ah, <laughs> she's not really that interesting. Like Futaba's way more interesting. Um, That's no, what you I got think a lot to go, bro. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think that was the last. <laughs> you got a lot to go. Yeah. <laughs> what's it called? Um. Because it was the TV world and Persona Four. Yeah, I'm yeah. trying to remember mm -hmm. like where you go in this one, but I remember you like fighting a, a like a Sphinx woman. Oh, that was that was <laughs> that was Futaba's boss. Right. So we had Futaba for a while, and then we got uh, the next chick. I forget her name. She's like some politician's daughter or something. Yeah, Haru. Haru. Yeah. 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 Very unmemorable. But, <laughs> yeah. Shots fired. So yeah, I mean it's. It's been really good, like getting all the social links, and um, I, I, I guess I just got to dive back into it because it is a lot of fun. The combat's really good, and yeah. It, it took me a while because, like, this is my first Persona game, so yeah. it was like a lot to digest at first. I'm like, damn, this is a lot. Big games, yeah, yeah. yeah. If you want to have like, like, a, a more upbeat. Since you've gone through Persona Five, and if you enjoyed it a lot, um, play four. Play four because it's, so good. it's definitely a lot. Like from the beginning, it's definitely a lot. There's a lot of shade that's thrown at you, and Persona Five is something I noticed right from the get go. It's like everyone's so pissed off to see yeah, yeah. Like, a criminal oh, record. They're like, oh god, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Persona Five is like all of the things that were kind of dark about Persona 3, like it handled some dark dark themes. Um, they brought some of that to Persona 5, but they also like tried to squeeze in some happiness and some some you know some good stuff from Persona 4. They tried to find that balance. Because a lot of people that were huge diehard fans of Persona 3, um, they were like, why is Persona 4 so happy-go-lucky? Persona's not <laughs> supposed to be about you know, just going. To I like school. to play sad, or I yeah. like to feel sad when I play my. I like games. to feel depressed. <laughs> so they 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 tried to keep some of that like seriousness, but at the same time keep keep some of the happy, so you don't feel like that you're so downtrodden all the time. But Persona Five is really good. I think it's the best one so far out of all of them. But Persona Four, just because of how happy it is, I think it'd be a good play if you if you okay. wanted to sit. If you have okay. a Vita, that's the best way to play oh. it. Yeah. No, I don't have a Vita, but I need to get one. <laughs> yeah, you get a you, you can get you can get a Vita TV, which is the one. It's like a small little thing um, that you can plug into your TV with an HDMI cable. You can play it that way with a PS4 controller. So it's way better um, than playing it on an actual Vita. I mean, if you have a Vita and you want to play it that way, that's fine too. That's that's how I played it. But if you want to play it on your TV, you can get a a Vita TV and play it that way. It's really convenient so and like, I think Persona 5 was probably the best thing for JRPG fans because we have Final Fantasy 15 mm -hmm. some people think that was a letdown I can see where they're yeah. coming from and then like I was like disappointed when I played 15 I was like well I think it's a good game but there's still more that they could have done with it oh totally when played, but when I played Persona 5 it was like I was fist pumping at the end of the damn game because yeah. it was so good. Yeah. <laughs> just fist pumping, like, no. you know, like, 
like, yeah. like spe- especially that final boss. I'm not. I won't spoil it for you, but I was like, "Fuck." Yeah, yeah. Persona <laughs> final bosses are always really, really good. So yeah, I'm yeah, I'm excited to finish it. But yeah, Final Fantasy. That that's another game that I played this year that was was really good for like about two weeks, and then I never picked up after that. So I got to finish that one for sure. Final Fantasy 15. I, I suggest you finish it at yeah. least finish it. Yeah, for sure. If you spent sixty for it, you got it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I can get your money for it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's all I felt about all my games this year. I'm like, well, I gotta play it. I have to. Like, there's no doubt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, because it's like I've always like, or like you guys have a back catalog, and it's like probably yeah. a way for you to like go back and play games yep. that you want to play. But at the same time, all the newer games are coming out at the same time. It's like, uh, how do you how do you balance it? <laughs> It's rough, yeah. It's tough, yeah. That's why we're we're gonna make an effort. But thinking about it now, like man, we got the um, Sonic Mania. That oh, we haven't that. we haven't touched that yet. Yeah. Um, I got Monster Hunter Stories. Haven't touched that yet. <laughs> there's- no, like there's one game that I need to go ahead and beat, and like everybody's gonna be like, really? I might get some shade thrown, but I've never beaten Majora's Mask, so. Oh, it's good. Oh, neither have I. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Carly, I never beat Majora's Mask. <laughs> like, I need to. Like, I get to a certain point in the game every time. I'm just like, okay, I'm done. Yeah, is it around the Zora area? Exactly. How do you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I understand. That's a big, that's a big hurdle. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I got uh, there like, twice and then i was just kind of like eh. and i didn't get it for the 3ds but um it was supposed to look a lot better a lot better and um yeah it plays a lot better smoother <laughs> but i told my dad like i really don't want to start this fucking game up again he said why i'm like i don't want him to take my fucking horse now someone would we i was having a conversation with my friend did you guys get an SNES classic yeah. we did we did Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Um, you guys got a lot of good games on it. I saw one today, but one of our friends made an argument that is that if you were to do a top twenty-five of whatever you want, none of those games that were on the Super Nintendo or three sixty or anything should be compared to a top twenty-five. Now, can you agree with that, or just go like that's crazy? Wait. None of the games that are on the SNES Classic could be on a top twenty-five, like a personal yeah. top twenty-five, or like, like a in Hall general, of Fame, like, like a video game Hall like, of Fame, like, like a Hall of Fame. Dude, I disagree. Like one hundred and ten percent. I disagree with that. I don't <laughs> think all of the games on there would would make it into a top twenty-five, but I think I can think of five off the top of my head right now. Uh, Link to the Past, Super Metroid. Um, what was it? Secret of Mana, Final Fantasy three, and Super Mario World. Like those are five of the greatest games ever made. Two of the greatest JRPGs ever made. Um, Super Metroid, personal favorite of mine. Like I don't know. Um, that's where you say Earthbound, honestly. Oh, Earthbound. That's Earthbound's her, that's her my game. game. Yeah. yeah, but oh, I mean, wow. it's definitely more of like that's kind of a cult classic. Like. It's definitely a great game, but people are not as familiar with it as they are um, 
even like Secret of Mana. Mm -hmm. um, I think that everyone was pretty surprised that Chrono Trigger didn't make it onto the SNES Classic. Um, and I feel like that would be like one of the exceptions to your friend's argument. That like, oh, okay, well that means that Chrono Trigger could be in Hall of Fame. And I know that that game has like a huge fan base, which again, I'm a terrible person, I've never played it. And I thought that the SNES Classic would be my opportunity but luckily for me, it exists. You can get it on mobile. You can get it on PSN. So there's still opportunity to play it if uh, if you haven't, if you're a bad person like me. But um, in any case, yeah, I disagree. There are some excellent games on the SNES Classic um, that uh, deserve recognition and Hall of Fame placement. <laughs> now, now, how much, but I think he was looking at it from a graphical standpoint. How much does graphics play a factor in your guys when you're playing a game? Is it noticeable, or you're just like, oh, it's there? Oh, okay. A bat just flew in the CSD. Okay, sorry. Work <laughs> emergency. I guess a bat just flew into, like, his office or something. Um, for me, personally, um, I mean, graphics can definitely enhance an experience, but at the end of the day, that doesn't necessarily guarantee a great video game. And I think that that is all that I really need to say about it because there are plenty of indie titles that are coming out now that are getting in touch with that retro 16-bit um, kind of feel and they're still excellent video games. So um, I understand like you see a game like The Witcher um, and how incredible and vast those worlds are, but it's a really apples to oranges comparison when you have that and you compare like, oh, well, Witcher 3 was better than Cuphead because it had better graphics. It's like, those are two very different types of games and from what I understand, they're both excellent. So, um, I mean, like, yeah, good graphics, that's awesome. But if that's all your game really has to offer, it will fall flat. Gamers will recognize that. Oh, so you you can even see that too. Okay, so but like some people are like, well, it looks so great. So like when you look at the Xbox One X and it says the most powerful console, how do you feel about that? You're just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's great. That's great for Microsoft. Um, I hope that they're able to sell it to an audience that that appeals to, but again, since we have a very capable gaming PC and a lot of the exclusives that come out for Xbox also come out to PC, we don't have a reason to get one and to get like super excited about that because it's definitely, um, at this point for us, it it's more um, rational for us to just update our PC with whatever hardware to get um, comparable or better performance than an Xbox One would get. So um, I'm sure there are people out there that like, there are, sorry, Xbox One X. Um, I'm sure there are people out there that, uh, that are really excited about it. And I'm definitely not one to say like, well, they shouldn't be excited. They should just get a PC because maybe that's not the experience that they want. You know, who am I to say what they should spend their money on and who or what they should enjoy, enjoy sorry. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, that's something that I think um, as a gaming community, like people should be more uh, mindful of, like just because something isn't for me doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that I'm not the consumer for it. So, I mean, 
I'll let people enjoy what they're going to enjoy and people can get their Xbox One X's and hopefully like it does awesome with the games that they're trying to play on it. Um, but I'll stick to PC just because it yeah. makes the most sense for me. <laughs> for some reason, it feels like if you have a PC, you tend to also have a Nintendo because you want to play the Nintendo games because that's the only spot you're going to be able to play them. Is that true? Um, or- I think that's fair, yeah, because Nintendo is, you know, you got to have their hardware to play their software, and that's how it's always been, and it's how it probably always will be. <laughs> I mean, like, the fact that they got into mobile gaming recently is is a pretty big step for Nintendo, I think. Um, but uh, there are also, you know, some PS4 exclusives, um, like Naughty Dog games come to mind that I know. Um, Uncharted. Uncharted, Lost Legacy, uh, we got through that one recently. Did you like it? Yes, yes. And and Brandon really liked it too, but I guess he's figuring out how to get the <laughs> like, back so that, out that, of the that, office. Yeah. That was that was actually my second review that I ever did. So I was like, oh yeah. So Yeah. It's always Legacy. interesting to see. Yeah, Lost Legacy was the second mm-hmm. one I ever did. So it's like so I wonder what other people think. <laughs> oh it, yeah, we we really enjoyed it. I mean um did you play you played the other uncharted games oh yeah i played all of them like when i got a playstation 4 i got it from a friend because they had two they had two playstation 4s and they were like well would you like one or like would you like to buy one off of us i'm like oh yeah sure then like a month later the nathan drake collection came out i'm like oh okay i'll play through these perfect <laughs> so yeah then after that uncharted 4 i was like okay then i played the last of us i'm like dang i know it's really good yeah, yeah, they've got some great ones. I feel like those are another just like in terms of um, impact and um, how they how they really can get the narratives. They're so intense, you know, and the characters are really flushed out and everything. I was so curious how they were going to do um, a game with uh, Chloe and Nadine. Just because I always kind of perceived Chloe as the other woman, you know, and, yeah, and I'm sure like she's the bad girl and, and that sort of thing. And then like Nadine was like this like ruthless mercenary woman. And I was like, how are these two going to, I mean, like they seem like they have too much attitude for each other. Like, I wonder how they're going to go on an adventure and like, how this is going to work out and it worked out really well. And I didn't have any doubts. I was just kind of like, this is a good opportunity for me to see these characters in a different light because I've always kind of perceived Chloe as like scandalous and bad. And um, we didn't really get to know too much about Nadine. So it was a good opportunity for them to bring more to her character. And uh, it was really cool. Now, some people say, Okay, like it's an argument because I even had to bring up in my review. How come people feel like the Uncharted series is nothing but a movie? <laughs> and why would you want to play it? Wait, sorry. Like, why is it nothing but just a movie? And why would you want to play it? That's oh, a question. it's like they think it's like an interactive movie. No, not even an interactive movie. It is a movie. Like it plays itself. Like. Oh, I don't think it does that. I mean, it's, uh, I think it took um, 
Naughty I'm a dogs. fan, so don't, don't worry about me. So I'm a oh, fan. Yeah. These questions. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think that they really play themselves. I mean, you have to navigate the environments either with your vehicle or by scaling environments and solving puzzles and that type of thing. I mean, I think that there are definitely games that are close to that type of gameplay style, but I don't think that Lost Legacy falls under that umbrella. Um, I'm trying to think of what might. There are some where it's just like, you know, very dialogue um, heavy type games. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to throw like Telltale games under the bus here, but like in some way that game, I feel like matches that description more than um, Lost Legacy does. Like, I don't know, like Walking Dead, for example, any of them. Or like Life is Strange, maybe? Life is Strange, yeah, maybe you're, you're walking around and having like dialogues and ultimately they matter, but like, you know, there's no, there's no shootout sequences. There's not like, yeah, like scaling buildings. And I mean, like, Life is Strange had some puzzles, but you know, they weren't in terms of like, oh, I have to find these artifacts and manipulate the runes so that the shadows cast are like the actual, you know, goddesses and gods of this particular mythology and blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I feel like it's definitely, um, it's something that, that requires a player to get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, I enjoyed it, though, because, like, at certain points, like, when we played up at school, it was like, all right, we're going to turn it off. We've got to do another shooting scene. <laughs> we yeah. just want to turn it off. <laughs> and, like, the next thing is like, well, I'm done. Yeah. See you I got class. <laughs> like, something really fast. Like, I got to go. But, like, right. they're really, really great. And, like, I would suggest, like, someone to play the Uncharted series. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. They're great games. Um <laughs> I think with Uncharted 4 that they ended it on a really good note for uh, Drake and Elena. So I hope they just kind of let that be because when Uncharted 3 came out, I felt like they wrapped everything up really nicely then. So when they announced Uncharted 4, I was like, what? Why? And then we played Uncharted 4 and it was excellent. So like now I'm just kind of like, okay, like let's, let's, maybe do one of these spinoff series with um, Chloe and Nadine or Sam and Sully and that type of thing. Just let Nate and Elena <laughs> be together, please. Yeah. I need this. No. Sorry, I know you're probably excited for The Last of Us 2 then, because like, everybody mm -hmm. should be. Everybody yeah. should be excited for that. <laughs> like, I feel bad that Brandon's not here for this these conversations, because these are, again, like really, really <laughs> big deals. To him, um, The Last of Us Part Two, in particular, uh, The Last of Us is such an incredible game. And I like, actually, we had someone in my channel recently say, like, eh, it just wasn't for me. And like, my mind was blown because we think it's so great. But I mean, again, at the end of the day, some things that you love, it's just like, it's not going to mesh well with other folks. Yeah. And, like, it, again, was being completely respectful about it. It wasn't like, that's the last board game, and I hate it, and I hate you. Like, he was just kind of <laughs> like, you know what? I didn't really like it. I didn't really dig the the stealth sequences and so on and so forth. But for me, like, 
I don't know. I thought that the the world that they created was so interesting with the cordyceps uh, um, infection and um, a really interesting take on um, like a zombie type outbreak where it's like more of like a like a like mushroom face and that kind of stuff and <laughs> like the undead with you know rotting flesh and all that stuff and eating your brains just for fun. I don't I don't know, but um, yeah. Ellie is a really interesting character, um, and I think it's without again spoiling because I'm not sure if everyone in the audience has gone through. Yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be interesting to see at the conclusion of The Last of Us what happens then with Ellie and Joel, and you know that that trailer that they dropped is intense. Like Ellie's got a lot of frustrations it looks like and um it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting to see how they kind of fill in those gaps i'm really excited because i think they did a good job of um kind of doing that with uh what was it the the dlc left behind yeah left behind i never did get the chance to play that but i heard it was really good check it out <laughs> check it out okay i got the game so and it's from ps4 so i got it yeah if it's that good i'll have to check it out <laughs> yeah it kind of fills in the gaps it lets you know like um ellie's background a bit more how she got bit and um yeah also fills in the gaps of what happened when um joel was injured and Ellie was taking care of him. So, yeah, it's kind of like a back and forth um, between those two areas of the game where it's just kind of like, oh, well, well, what happened while Joel was, you know, out, like out of commission and injured and like, you know, he got stabbed or, or wherever it was that happened. I just know that Ellie had to like drag him off to take care of him and, go hunting for him and everything. Now, are you a Red Dead Redemption fan or no? Or I, GTA? I have never, I've never played Red Dead, but again, that's another one of Brandon's like big <laughs> favorites. So he's super excited about um, the sequel and maybe it'll be another opportunity for us to do something kind of like we did with Metroid where like, I never really got to see Red Dead Redemption, but I've only ever heard positive things about it. Um, and I know that Brandon loves it and I'm sure he would play it again, especially in anticipation of the sequel. So um, yeah, that'll, that'll be something that will probably happen. <laughs> Okay, okay, because I never played the first one myself, so it's like seeing everyone get hyped for two, it's like, okay, I'll have to watch somebody play it, or I'll play it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, like, should both, we should both look into it. I think we already have it, so it probably wouldn't be too difficult for us to just boot it up and stream it. Okay, okay, well, I think what happened with me is, like, I said this all the time before, is that, like, when I got into high school, I played four years of high school football. So that kind of like diminished the time I got to be able to play video games. So like now it's like I see the whole backward catalog now. Now that I'm college years are done, I can go back and play all these games that everyone's like, oh, really good. Because like you said, Earthbound, like my dad's played it. He loves it. 
I've never seen the game played, so I downloaded it for the uh, 3DS for like 10 bucks. That's not an ad, but... <laughs> <laughs> and you, too, can buy Earthbound. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I'm going to run through it to see if it's really good. I heard that it really is, but what, what can I expect from that game? Uh, so to not give you, uh, I don't know, I, I want I want you to be set for success <laughs> in playing Earthbound. Um, it's a fairly long game, and um, it's kind of it's kind of difficult right off the bat. I would definitely recommend um, not being ashamed of just having some sessions where you're just like grinding out levels because it will make new areas more manageable because you'll go from area to area and enemies are dealing so much damage than like from where you just came from and you can inadvertently get yourself knocked out and that's that's never fun so um don't be don't be afraid of doing the the level grind and um there are also if you do get stuck because there are some areas where it's just kind of like, okay, what, what do I do next? There are some good walkthroughs out there. And, um, if you want to make sure that you get the secrets, they're good items that you might want to know where they are. Um, but if you want to go through completely blind, by all means, just, just enjoy it. You know, um, it's a very quirky JRPG. It has a lot of character and it might, might not be as, I don't know, visually pleasing as some of like the other JRPGs that came out around the same time frame. Like, especially I'm talking like the ones that Square was releasing at the time. Um, it, it, <laughs> it, I don't, and I'm not trying to be mean, but like, no, it's, it's not, it's not very pretty compared to, to those other games, those other JRPGs that came out on the SNES, but it's very, it's very quirky and it's very fun and it's a cool take on the RPG genre just because it's like, you know, some average kids instead of like grand fantasy champions with, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, like, like I started it up, it said, pick your names. I'm like, okay, I've named that person. I was like, pick another name. Okay. <laughs> Name your dog. What? Yeah. <laughs> Why am I naming my dog? Okay. Yep. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's fun. Right at the top of the game, yeah, you're you're naming your whole party, and and those characters, you won't see them all immediately. They kind of trickle in. Oh, so. really? Okay. I was like, okay. And they said, yeah. pick up a baseball bat. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> oh, I guess. Yeah. What's going on here? <laughs> Now, I love the the NPC dialogue in that game too. I, I recommend talking to people um, because you know a lot of people will just give you things like healing items and that kind of stuff. But um, there's also just some really silly things like at the very beginning of the game. Um, I'm not sure how far you've progressed already, but uh, you know that there there are like police blockades and that kind of stuff. Um, there's this one officer where you talk to him and he's like, oh yeah, like we, we, I, I, 
I'm totally paraphrasing here, but it's something along the lines of like, oh yeah, we're going for the world record of like how many blockades we can put up in our town or something like that. <laughs> Just to kind of like give, uh, I don't know, like, an explanation as to like, why can't I just walk down the street? Like, why can't I go to the next town? There's always some blockade, right? So like, yeah, they're going for the world record. I was like, that's good. I didn't get that when I was younger, but that's, I get it now. And that's funny. <laughs> I think like, what's funny is that when you go back and play some of these older games that we played as a kid and you like, as an adult, you know, it's oh. like, oh, well, it's pretty cool. I think it was actually your run through of maybe Pokemon Yellow when you got the Mew. Nobody would have thought of that shit. <laughs> oh, <up>. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Huh? There were so many rumors too about like how to get it to happen and like people were buying game sharks and that kind of thing. Like I remember when I was younger with Pokemon um, Blue, I thought if you caught all 150 Pokemon and you wouldn't talk to Professor Oak that he would give you a Mew. Um, because like he was like, oh yeah, come back and see me. Like once you've completed your Pokedex, I'll give you something special. So I was like, oh, it must be Mew. Okay, I'll I'll do all the work. I'll get all the Pokemon. So I did, and I show up, and I like he's like, wow, you completed your Pokedex. Have this stupid certificate of completion. I was like, are you serious? I mean, that was my first rage quit. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it was cool. It was cool to see how it happens. And I mean, that's the kind of stuff that like. I have a job in now are, is like bugs and um, game glitches and, and that type of thing. So, I mean, it is crazy. I wonder how someone found that out because those are extremely particular steps to recreate it and to get Mew to show up in an encounter. Like that's, that's bizarre to me, but they found a way to make it happen. And, um, and they let it count too when your Pokédex, which was good. I was like, okay, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Really cool. <laughs> now you said, okay, you said disclaimers, go ahead and say it. This Harley on the moon over here actually worked for Capcom and Cali. It was kind of funny. Yes, it do. Oh, <laughs> and <yeah>. so <laughs> he told us a little bit about it. I want my Mega uh, Man, but you know, but. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I'll just like really quickly, any opinions, attitudes, that kind of thing, um, they're, they're mine. They do not align with Capcom. Um, so I'm speaking for myself, not on behalf of Capcom. Um, but yeah, I am really excited to be there. And I actually was not expecting to hear back from the opportunity when I first applied um, that was, mm, when was it? I think it was around the end of, um, March. No, it wasn't. It must've been around the end of February. That's when it was. Um, so anyhow, yeah, I got hired mid April and I've been there ever since. And, um, it's been, it's been such a cool opportunity. I had been meaning to get myself back into the video game field um, when we moved here to the Bay Area, which was actually last summer. Um, I'd been I'd been waiting for the right opportunity to show up, and I didn't know if I was 100% qualified for the Capcom position. But I figured, you know, why the hell not? And fired a resume over and ended up 
getting the job. So that's really cool. Uh, what I do, I'm a, I'm a QA lead. So um, I essentially make sure that uh, games that Capcom USA uh, is publishing, that they are within compliance to be released on um, other, well, any platform really, PC, um, Xbox One, PS4, um, and Nintendo systems as well. So uh, yeah, that's that's essentially what I do. I, um, I'm involved with some projects and kind of see them throughout the different stages of development and uh, lead a team of testers as the game is, uh, I don't know, as it, as it grows. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, I, I, I kind of have to keep it general because, you know, some of these things are unreleased and um, there's uh, well, uh, unreleased and unannounced, yes. <laughs> they ever leaked stuff to me, I understand. Like, well, I know what's coming. I don't need to know. Nobody to tell me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and Mega yeah. Man X series is back. That's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's all I want to know. <laughs> they've been they've been good about the whole like shadow dropping games though. I mean, mm -hmm. before I even worked there, their announcement for Resident Evil Seven. I remember like people did not know that mm -hmm. that was coming, and it was huge. And that was just last year. And that's another one that, I mean, it's October. We wanted to play some scary games, so we're going to have to get those streams up and running. Um, but, yeah, I, I really do I really do like my job a lot. Um, it's been a really cool opportunity, uh, and I'm excited. I'm excited for um, things that I've been working on for that to become common knowledge uh, so I can stop being so secretive about it. Um, it's fun to be involved in those types of projects, but it's also kind of tricky too, because it's like, I'm excited, I wanna talk about it, but I can't because I wanna keep my job because I like it. <laughs> I read this book right here. It's called yeah. Significant Zero by Walt Williams. I understand exactly what you're talking about. So <laughs> he's, a, he's the, uh, one of the writers for the new Star Wars Battlefront. Oh. Um, so to read that and to understand what you're talking about, it's actually pretty cool. So it's like, yeah, like just to understand. Hmm? Just to bring you up to speed, we were talking about Uncharted Lost Legacy. Oh, so good. We were talking about yeah. The Last of Us. Mm -hmm. My favorite games of all time. And we were talking yeah. about Red Dead Redemption. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Love those games. He's like, oh shit. Yeah. He's that's, like, really? Really? I missed that. But um, yeah, maybe we should play Red Dead before the second one comes yeah. out because I I know well, we got plenty of time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do you think of that trailer, though, Brandon? Good. It was good. Did um, you like it? Yeah, I watched it a few times. Um, because I wasn't quite sure who the main character was. Where John Mar where John Marston was, um, and like, it was just really really interesting to see that world and knowing that it's a prequel now, like I think makes it more interesting. So, no, like I said, yeah. I never got a chance to play the first one, so, oh, I'm, so uh, I hear it's so good. I know the ending. It's like okay, I know the I, ending. Yes, I, I know. know. I don't know anything about it. 
about it. I wish that the ending hadn't happened in that game. I know. Like, when these people tell me about it, I'm like, yeah, no, that shouldn't have happened in that game. Yeah, yeah it, was brutal, <laughs> it was a brutal ending. Um, but I really enjoy. I really enjoyed that game. It's unfortunate that it's not out on PC um, because I feel like that's how I play a lot of my games nowadays is on PC. And having to go back to a piece – a PS3 or uh, an Xbox 360 and play that game, it would feel like compromised. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it would feel like it wasn't living up to its potential. Like they wouldn't have to do anything to put it on PC. It would take like five minutes. They could just slap it on there. And, and I mean, like, like, like seriously, we got games like LA Noir coming out for the PS4. Why can't? How hard? How hard? <laughs> Isn't LA Noire coming out for Switch too? I mean, like yeah, I feel like that's ridiculous. that's a more complicated portal. Oh my god, <laughs> it's oh, it's super frustrating. And like, yeah, the community's been like, this is totally beating a dead horse. But like, the community's been begging for that game to come to PC um, for ages, but it's it's never gonna happen because Rockstar Games they, they don't care about that at all. <laughs> they need to come on. I know, right? They really should be, but they don't. So, I mean, like, enough of this GTA shit, man. You like GTA? No? Or you just like it? I do like GTA. Yeah, I like GTA. Um, GTA 5 was really good. Didn't finish it, uh, but it was really good. I finished GTA 3, finished GTA 4, finished Vice City. Didn't finish San Andreas, but I really enjoyed San Andreas. Um, So, yeah, I'm a big fan of the Grand Theft Auto games. Big fan. Just so you know, I've never played a single one. So. Really? <laughs> They're really good. They're really no, good. No, like I like I've seen I've seen them played. I've seen the story. I love the story in GTA. I'm like, oh shit, this is great. Yeah. But then after a while, people just want to go around and just start shooting, get five stars, and I'm just like, I don't care for this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I don't mm-hmm. have time for that. <laughs> I don't have time for that. I don't got time for this. <laughs> like just show me the game. <laughs> Let me get to the story. <laughs> now, you said you're a Last of Us 2 fan. We might as well get his opinion because, like, he missed it. How do you feel when people call the Uncharted series or Naughty Dog in general just a movie franchise game? I don't know. I think that's, I think it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a very weird stance to have um, because with a movie, you you sit down and you watch it. Um, and a video game, it's it's interactive. Like you have to at least press one button for something to happen. So like that's <laughs> where that distinction is. You know, it's 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 not a spectrum. It's clear black and white. If you press a button and you do a thing, it is now a video game. Like and and it it's also that whole like walking walking simulator thing that people like to bring up. Oh, it's it's not a real game. It's a walking simulator for games like. Uh, Firewatch. Firewatch, and uh, everybody's gone to the rapture and stuff like that. Like, I think that that's the dark side of the gaming community coming out and being like elitist and saying things like, oh, well, the Uncharted series is basically just a movie where you press a whole lot of buttons and have to kill a whole lot of guys and have to pick up a lot of things and do a lot of things. Oh, wait, it's actually a video game. You know, like, <laughs> it's, it's poor reasoning. Uh, and I don't know why people would would say would say those types of things. Like it's it's very good storytelling, which why which is why maybe they draw that comparison. Um, it's really good acting really too. Really good acting, because, really good storytelling. Yeah. So maybe they're maybe 
Maybe they're just confused. They're not used to seeing that, that level, that quality of, of narrative acting, and, narrative, and writing yeah. in a video game that they think, oh, well, this has got to be a movie. It's like, I can't have good gameplay and good acting. <laughs> so That's what I hope for, you know. Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah, I, I scoff at those people. I don't, I don't think that that's I don't think that's a very good opinion to have. They're they're great games. So yeah, they are. Like I like I was even telling Carlo like, look, regardless of what I said in my review, I love the Uncharted series whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Like the Lost Legacy, I will admit, it felt like it was just like a repackaging of DLC, which I don't understand. Yeah, but it was still good. <laughs> mm-hmm. I said like in my I said like it's good and not great, and like someone said. Yeah. Like, why'd you say that? I'm like, it's true. It's good. Like, yeah, it's not a bad game. I'm not saying it's bad. I just don't say. I don't think it's great. It's not on Uncharted two or three level. So, yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> I just enjoy it. Like yeah, the game. It's standalone. It's a standalone story. It's a standalone DLC title, just like they did with um, what was it? Left Behind. Yep. Last of Us Left Behind. So The Last of Us Left Behind was a standalone story for those that don't know. Um, after you beat Last of Us, you could play this standalone story for 30 bucks or whatever it was back in the day um, that centered around Ellie. You played as Ellie, the main character of that DLC, and you didn't need the main game to play it. You could just buy the, the, the DLC, just like with uh, Lost Legacy. So I think that was like a lessons learned for Naughty Dog. They were like, oh, this actually sold, sold pretty well. Maybe we don't need to make it a, an add-on title where you need to have Uncharted or you need to have Last of Us to play this, this story that we want to tell. Let's just make it a standalone title. And I think it worked out really well for them. So that might have confused a few people with Lost Legacy. They might have gone into it thinking like, oh, this isn't a $60 game. It's only four dollars, but you know I'm only getting this much content out of it. But at the same time, like you're also getting the entire Uncharted multiplayer with Lost, Lost Legacy. So like, I don't know. For people that are gonna gripe about value in their game, it's like sure, okay, you're paying forty bucks for a few hours of less content, but um, it's still a really really good game. That was a big I, saw, I, I looked at the lore in that because it was like actually the first lore game of the Uncharted series, like where you step away from Nathan Drake and like oh, look yeah. at the world. It was amazing yeah. to look at. I was like, oh shit, really good. Yeah, it's a lot. Chloe <laughs> and Nadine's like their 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 chemistry and their their dialogue is it's so much fun. It's it's a lot of fun to play. I was mentioning that like I didn't know what to expect at first. Like I wasn't going into it like under the impression like well it's just not going to be good because it's not nathan drake and sully so i'm already (laughs) going into it with a negative attitude i remember telling you like this is a cool opportunity for them to flesh out chloe a bit more because i've always kind of just naturally not really liked her character because i always thought of her as like competition for elena and like you know elena's woman like (laughs) (laughs) love um, triangle you know yeah yeah, so it was cool. I, and, like, we didn't really get to know too much about Nadine up until this game. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew she was, like, tough as nails, but, like, not much else. That was it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, is there any other games you guys would recommend? Because I will play them. Like, that's the goal. It's, like, 
to look at games and see what you guys enjoy about them so much. Oh, man, you've already got so much on your plate. Yeah. <laughs> I would feel guilty. I would feel guilty recommending Yeah, let me just open up my backlog. And have you play some games. <laughs> I think, Journey, if, if you were to walk away from this playing one game, Journey would be one that uh, wouldn't take much time. And I think as far as, like, impacting you, it has the potential to to really reach out and touch you in a personal way, um, depending on how you play it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I would say I would say Journey and maybe Metal Gear Solid if you've got eight hours to blow. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, I got like, yeah. one game. You know, like it's not a long game. You get a lot of lore. Um, it definitely holds up. All the dialogue is expertly <laughs> voice acted. It's like really, really good. It's um, so good. It's really. <laughs> Music's hilariously awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. But you could, you could, if you wanted to hold off, you could watch us play it on New Year's. Um, <laughs> yeah, New Year's. That, that shameless self promotion. Mm-hmm. But I mean, honestly, if it, if for oh, whatever reason you, you can't get your hands on it or or uh, what have you, um, <laughs> we we plan on playing it again this year, we and will. Um, it'll be exciting because um, depending on. Because there are, there are different endings for Metal Gear Solid, um, depending on which one you choose, and this will be our third year, so we've gone through and we've done both. It can impact the outfit that Snake wears yep. in the third playthrough, so it will be that playthrough where uh, Snake will be dressed a little differently. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shoot. That sounds cool. Dress for no, the you got <laughs> Dress for the occasion. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Now, do you all have any questions for me? That's a... uh, yeah. So you've been you've been podcasting for some time now. It sounds like this was episode like twenty five or twenty five. Uh, Barry Bonds uh, episode. <laughs> do you do you tend to have like guest stars on your on your podcast often and like? Yeah, that's what it is. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So like, it's, <laughs> it's normally you. How how have you like? Have you been reaching out to? Because you were great at at being a moderator today. So I was just curious, like, <laughs> do you have plans to reach out to other Twitch broadcasters and that sort of thing? Oh yeah, of course. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. So like the way it is, is like if it's like over the internet, then I gotta like be modest about like time zones and like okay, this and that. Yeah. But like if it was the in person conversation, like oh well, are you available this time? Sure. It's all based off what whatever you guys want. You guys are more than welcome to come back on here anytime and just drop any kind of knowledge and talk about video games. That's what it's about. But like I feel like I can't video games are more about like interacting with players and like that's what we did tonight. Just mm-hmm. just to be able to see like, oh, you play this game, well maybe you should try this game. Uh-huh. And the more I review games in general, I see that. Because, like, I'm just one person, but, like, you guys are more, you get to see more. Uh Don't let my view change it. But, like, I can tell that, based off this conversation, is that the three of us are in the same camp. We just got there differently. Yeah. This took a little different time. And I like that. (laughs) Like, you don't see that a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty well. Like, and like you said, like you guys have any other options for like um, 
any other people you think that might want to come on to do a podcast hey they got shot it doesn't matter Cool. For sure. Like I'm going to TwitchCon here soon. So um yeah, I can <clears throat> I can ask around and see if people I mean like I don't know. We're just always excited to talk video games. So I mean yeah, for real. <laughs> yeah. I, I imagine that there are other people who would be, you know, happy to participate. Um yeah, I think like I said, I was like I I think when you originally asked us, I was like, Oh yeah, like well, sure. Like, just let us know <laughs> when works. Cause I mean, we don't take ourselves super seriously, but I mean, there are other streamers that have like community managers and like, it's definitely more of a, uh, like a business inquiries kind of uh, thing no, no, for, no. for some folks. But I mean, yeah, for me, it's just like, yeah, I got, I got time on Wednesday to talk about video games. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, what other games have you have you discussed? Like, is it your podcasting that you do the reviews typically, or um, are no, you thinking no, no, about no. branching to like other platforms for that? Because I know like YouTube right now is like really weird about game content. <laughs> so. Yeah. See, I can go ahead and tell you guys what the problem—not even problem—is that like when I first got started out with like reviewing games, it was like around the time like where. All the games I played have already been reviewed. Mm-hmm. So, like, I did Nier, and then I waited until Lost Legacy. So, I've only done two reviews. So, it's like, okay. And now, so I look at the schedule. Like, someone said, look at the games that are coming out. Mm-hmm. You're going to be so far behind because of embargoes yeah, and all this nonsense. So, it's like, so what do you do in that time period? Like, because the next game I want to do is Mario. But you know how weird Nintendo is. Oh, totally, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, what do I do during that time period? So what I d- decided to do is like, okay, I'm just going to go ahead and play video games, just normal. Like, uh-huh. this is the perfect time to catch up on any video game that I've never played. That way I don't have a back catalog. Uh-huh. And I did that. So now that we're about to hit Mario in about two weeks or so, it's like, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna be yeah. fine. Like enjoy because like, Aoi Gaming, the the Aoi itself stands for a word of influence. Mm-hmm. I'd shortened that down last podcast because it was like a mouthful in my mouth. I could start to hear it, like yeah. a word of influence. I could just hear it, like okay. So I changed it to Aoi Gaming. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense. Yeah, that's where I want to gear towards. It still means the same thing. It's influential. I see that, and that's not going to change whatsoever at all. But at first, it was more about like video games here and there, movies, music, things that might influence you. Then mm-hmm. I said, you know what? I'm going to gear it towards gaming. That's what I want to do. Yeah. And I've had a lot more fun doing it since. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think that makes sense. Especially with the style of games that a lot of the ones that we discussed today, again, because they have those like rich narratives that they are particularly impactful. They're very feelsy, you know, like you, you really do experience them. Uh, You can on a personal level, I would say like Last of Us is a great example of that because like, man, you just, you feel feel for those characters so much. They're, 
there's a lot there's there's high stakes high stakes there's emotions mm -hmm. <laughs> it's great yeah. and Dog has gotten really good at, at that style of of game um so yeah um i can i can understand you've got an abundance of material now because there are so many games that are coming out that are you know on par with that i would say horizon zero dawn was um also very much up there uh with that um oh it's up there it's on the list it's yeah. up there i can give you that yeah. much <laughs> <laughs> so, i don't know where it might be like number two maybe three mm -hmm. i don't know yeah Definitely. I don't know, Brandon. That that persona is up there somewhere. So. <laughs> I, think, I think once I finish, that, that's another thing I'm scared of. I'm scared of finishing Persona and have it be a bigger influence this year than Horizon was. <laughs> have Persona yeah. be my, my game of the year. <laughs> I'm surprised nobody says Mario Rabbids. Like that's a great game. I was like, oh shit, yeah. this is pretty oh. good. Yeah, we haven't great. we haven't picked it up yet, but it's not because we're too good for it. Like I know some people were like, "Oh, a rabbit's game," blah blah blah. As soon as they started showing footage of it, like I was on board, mm -hmm. but we just didn't pick it up at launch time. We haven't gotten it since. We got a lot of stuff going on. It will yeah. probably hold its value, I imagine. So I can't imagine it will be on sale anytime soon. So when we, that'll be a, like when we get to it, we get to it. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely play game. it. But yeah, I think I think there's we'll only play like it. five games after the Switch, anyways. So like eventually <laughs> we'll play it. <laughs> yeah. Like I, like yeah, like you're true. Like Mario, Nelson, Xenoblade. You're like maybe. I might play it. Yeah. <laughs> Man, Xenoblade is just like so involved. Like I'm intimidated by Xenoblade. Like mm -hmm. I won't do it. Nuh -uh. I, Not I, for play, me. I play the most intimidating game in The Witcher, and it's like, okay, um, looking at that shit, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. Yeah. Now, <laughs> where can we find you guys at? Oh, uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Carly on the Moon, and I'm also on Twitch, Carly on the Moon. That's yeah. me. <laughs> I am also uh, on Twitch, Carly on the Moon, on her channel. Um, <laughs> on Twitch is Brandon underscore USCG, and I think on Twitter, I'm. I think it's the same. Also, Brandon <laughs> underscore USCG. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure that's right, at Brandon underscore USCG. <laughs> well, if, if you see me on Twitch, you know it's engulfed1424, so. There you go. <laughs> but uh, this is actually an uh, exclusive. After this, I will be subscribing to you guys, so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, you guys deserve it. <laughs> we'll, we'll absolutely give you a shout out and um, feel free to. I mean, if you're if you are a subscriber, you can post links without permission. So if you want to, you can just say like, "Hey, here's where you can download the podcast that you know Carly and Brandon we we were gabbing it up like all night." So <laughs> yeah, all night and like and this has been episode 25 of Aoi Gaming. We're back at them, guys. Q4 is here of gaming. These two know it. They're going to be enjoying a lot of good video games. I am. And you can find me on Twitter at AgentPlatypus23. I might have to change my Twitch name to that, too. I don't know. <laughs> it's good to have pity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so um, you can find this on iTunes and YouTube and any of your podcast directories. If you like the show, please leave a review. It really does help out. Keeps the mics on. And that's it, guys. 
Until next time. <laughs> See ya. Bye. Bye. <laughs>